Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR 974-TALK, 974-8255. We're switching gears into um, into marketing uh, weed, I guess. <laughs> That's the way it goes. How do you sell it? How do you sell it? When it's legal to sell it, how do you sell it without selling it? That's right. So the conversation to get started uh, with a guy who has amazing credentials, we're going to chat with um, Dr. Simon Sherry. He's penned an article uh, explaining why federal federal relation, uh, regulations of glamorizing and normalizing marijuana are bad. And his credentials say, we should probably hear what he has to say about it. He's a psychologist and professor at Dalhousie University, digging deeper into those credentials. Associate professor, Department of Psychology and Neuroscience, Department of Psychiatry at Dalhousie University. Uh, smart guy. I'm not even sure I know how to spell those. So, um, Dr. Sherry... What is wrong with um, retailing pot sales? And really, what do you see what's happening here? I was very concerned when I saw the Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation in my home province of Nova Scotia take a relaxed, promoting, and glamorizing approach to the promotion of cannabis within their stores. To set the scene for you, when on October 17th you walk into an NSLC, you're going to see signs that invite you to discover your experience and large colorful signage explaining that cannabis is something that helps you relax, unwind, or can enhance or center your experience. Other languages include linking cannabis to, quote, livelier experiences or regarding cannabis as something that helps you, quote, in relaxing and calming yourself or in invigorating your senses. And I found that that language and that signage was irresponsible as it's greatly at odds with what science tells us about the wider experience of cannabis. Now, in some of the federal regulations regarding this, the words glamorizing and normalizing are supposed to be not happening. Of course, this is sort of new to everybody. From the perspective of being a psychologist, what is the context that you approach marijuana in general from? I see legalization as an opportunity to promote the health of Canadians. I see cannabis use as a personal choice. And I really want Canadians and Nova Scotians to be able to make an informed personal choice based on accurate, non-misleading evidence. In effect, through the sort of signage you find in the NSLC, Nova Scotians are being misled into thinking that cannabis is some sort of no-risk, feel-good drug that they should use in order to relax or enhance their experience. If we take a wider look at the use of cannabis, 
there are no guarantees with respect to its consequences and outcomes. For example, if you were to take a puff, how it impacts you may depend upon your weight or your health. Whether you're used to taking it, it could also depend on a drug like alcohol that you might be taking at the same time. It's going to depend on the strength of the cannabis the amount you take and while relaxation or enhancement may be part of the experience at a certain level so too is going to be blurred vision clumsiness problems with your reflexes eyes that are bloodshot increased heart rate lowered blood pressure maybe you're going to be anxious or panicky and you may very well hear or see things that others will not Now, let's take a longer view here as well. If you find yourself being someone who is a regular or habitual user of cannabis, then we start to see some very serious consequences, including depression, anxiety, suicidality, problems with brain development, problems with social development, issues with impaired driving, and a wide range of other harmful impacts. What I hear from you, Dr. Simon Sherry, psychologist, professor, Dalhousie University, is the approach of science of these are the, um, as best we understand, proven um, benefits and side effects of marijuana use in general. Do I understand that correctly? I have the real concern that when Nova Scotians walk into an NSLC, they're going to be exposed to misleading information. For example, if you were a teacher and you walked into a classroom and the primary message you gave the students in that class had to do with the possibility cannabis might help you relax and unwind or enhance or center your experience, your curriculum would be sorely lacking. Likewise, if a parent were to pull up and have a bedside chat with their child about cannabis, if the only messaging you delivered were around the possibility that cannabis may help you relax and unwind or enhance or center your experience, that messaging would be sorely lacking, if not irresponsible. And so what we're seeing here in Nova Scotia when it comes to the NSLC and its branding and promotion of cannabis is that they're taking a glamorizing approach. They're taking a glamorizing approach that associates cannabis with relief and relaxation and leisure and fun. And in effect, what they're doing is hearkening back to the 1950s and 1960s where smoking advertisers reached out to Canadians and they associated cigarettes with relaxation and relief. And they did that because advertising works. And so much the same pattern is repeating itself here today in 2018 in Nova Scotia, where Nova Scotians are being exposed to advertising that glamorizes cannabis by making it seem attractive and appealing. Seventy years ago, marketing was used to promote sugar as being that bump that wives housewives need to be a good wife and get through the afternoon i mean everything's been marketed i think in history and i think we've learned lessons that um that that marketing is just that i hear uh this sounds incredibly one-sided by uh you know the retail outlets in nova scotia here in alberta it's privatized and um with that one-sided approach of sort of just marketing it how is it that you i mean to me this isn't a surprise i it's not a surprise to see a liquor store a traditional liquor store group market cannabis the same way 
that they've done it in the past, right? Red wine is sold as bold and dry and all these different things. So how could it be done differently in order to bring it in, respect the science, but still show people the benefits? Because there are different plants. There are different impacts and experiences that go along with it. Yeah, there's a lot of promise with Bill C-45 and the Cannabis Act. And one of the key aims of legalization was to promote public awareness. And that should be a factual public awareness, an informational public awareness, a public awareness that is consistent with evidence and guidelines. And you're absolutely correct in pointing out that the NSLC as a Liquor Corporation is taking more of a retail model and proceeding in ignorance of public health. And that's really risky for Nova Scotians. It seems risky for anybody to step into that. Now, in liquor, they can sell a uh, a poster of a man dressed as a, 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 a pirate slash captain, and um, they can sell rum that way. Now, of course, at the very bottom, there's a little disclaimer that says, you know, drink responsibly, da 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 How would you see it that uh, out of respect for the new law that's coming and this stuff is going to retail, how is it best respected to maintain the science and uh, all aspects of the consequences that come with it? We can learn from the past. There's no need for us to repeat the advertising and marketing mistakes we've made with cigarettes. There's no need for us to emulate the advertising and marketing we see with alcohol. Take a look at Nova Scotia and there is some alarming and compelling evidence that Nova Scotians have problems when it comes to alcohol. For example, we're number two among all provinces in alcohol-related hospitalizations. So I am in no way trying to situate all this within the NSLC or even advertising. But at this point, we know that the way in which you advertise and promote alcohol has an impact on how much alcohol is consumed within your province and the way in which that alcohol is consumed. So if the NSLC were to look less to a branding and marketing model and more to a public health model, it would be very possible to learn from past missteps. Dr. Simon Sherry, psychologist and professor at Dalhousie University. As a psychologist, what, um, what are the impacts on people? I am a practicing clinical psychologist in addition to being a scientist and a researcher. And so I see the impacts of cannabis on people within my practice on a week-to-week basis. By the time you develop a cannabis use disorder, cannabis becomes a central and an organizing theme and problem within your life. You spend time thinking about the substance, you spend time trying to acquire the substance, and you spend quite a bit of time under the influence of the substance. And then that starts to have negative impacts on various aspects of your life. This could be relationships with friends or family members, which become strained and you may become isolated. There are clear impacts on your workplace behavior or your school performance, where you're less able to bring your A-game to an academic or to a workplace setting. An individual can absolutely develop a physical dependence upon cannabis. And after discontinuing taking the drug within a few days, 
you can start to get some seriously serious effects of withdrawal that can include anxiety, irritability, aggression, upset stomach, sweats, chills, nightmares, and a range of other problems. In the long term, what you start to see is that this can seriously impact the cognition of humans. We've got emerging links between cannabis and lower intelligence. Some of our best evidence would suggest that heavy users of cannabis can experience somewhere around a 9% decrement in their IQ if they get going smoking in their teen years and persist over time. We see problems with attention, concentration, and memory. We've got recent evidence pointing to difficulties in brain development from heavy users who begin at a young age. For some people, cannabis can fundamentally derail your life and push it in a different direction. Let me also be very clear with you, though. There are other people who can use cannabis in a more or less healthy way. I'm not talking about people who have a social smoke on the weekend every once in a while with their buddies. And there are more or less responsible ways with which Canadians can engage in cannabis. And I'm not sure at all why we're glamorizing cannabis as opposed to putting out a much more responsible message and teaching Canadians about ways they can use cannabis in a lower-risk way. Dr. Simon Sherry, psychologist and professor at Dalhousie University, thank you, sir, for your time. That's very clear. I appreciate the opportunity to share this information. So don't sell it as a lifestyle. Sell it for what it is, is what he's saying. What do you think? We're coming back with your calls and texts next. 974-8255-974-TALK. Sunny, hazy, and 25 in downtown Calgary. Good afternoon from Global News. It's 1.30. I'm Tony King. Six people, including two U.S. tourists, were killed in a head-on crash south of Jasper Town site late yesterday afternoon. Two other people were seriously hurt in the crash. Calgary police have been cleared of wrongdoing in the shooting death of a woman armed with two knives in Sanalta nearly two years ago. ACERT says the incident was chaotic, lasting less than a minute before the woman approached police and was shot twice. A report into wildly inaccurate polls in the lead-up to last year's Calgary Civic Election is calling for better standards for the market research industry and for the media. Three Main Street research polls showed incumbent Mayor Nahed Nenshi trailing challenger Bill Smith by wide margins, but Nenshi went on to win by eight points. Precautionary air quality advisories are in effect for the entire province today. AHS says quality will be variable for the next few days due to smoke from B.C. wildfires that's blanketing Alberta. Saudi Arabia wants an apology from Canada over criticism about arrests of social activists. The Saudi foreign minister says Ottawa has been given the information that it needs to correct, quote, mistakes, and the ball is now in Canada's court. Global News Calgary weather, a heat warning continues and air quality again an issue due to wildfire smoke. Sunny and hazy today, the high 31, clear and smoky tonight, the low 18, sunny and hazy again tomorrow with a high of 34. It's 25 degrees, breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled news at 2. I'm Tony King. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.